0: Hey, and thanks for signing up for the Public Beta Podcast for April 17th, 2020. It is Friday, which is typically our Sultans of Slam day, but as the pro wrestling world uh, is completely on its head, we're going to save that for the weekend. And it sounds like Reed is out for AEW, which is fine, because he's here today to talk some Final Fantasy Seven Remake with me.
1: Reed, how are you? Uh, you know, uh, hanging in there. Yeah. Just playing lots of video games, fucking oh. not much else, not watching wrestling
0: that was a good norm mcdonald uh you you, do the, ah, you know uh <laughs> so, uh video games let's talk about them uh we are going to forego doing a new vegas discussion maybe we'll bring that back next week uh but it's been a tiring week we're just going to talk about kind of what we've been playing i also pulled some new stories uh that may be uh interesting to our listeners and maybe even you too read uh but in the meantime what have you been playing well, I've just been playing lots more of what I've been playing last week, which is Final
1: Fantasy VII Remake, um, Warzone for Call of Duty, and I guess technically Dungeons and Dragons if you want to include that, but not really.
0: Like for realsies. What's that? Like you're playing Dungeons and Dragons for real?
1: Yes, yes. Well, not like rolling in person, not in yeah. person, obviously, because of all the quarantine shit. Be going illegal. On. Yeah, but I am. Uh, I am playing with people online that I've met through various sites, such as Reddit and other things. Um, I have a, I'm have trying to get a group going between me and some of my friends online, too, and that's that's having a good old time. But, you know, I think the majority of what I am doing, though, is still Call of Duty War Zones, because I'm still having fun with it. And obviously, sure. Final Fantasy VII Remake, like you are, because it's a fantastic video game, and you need to play it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So let's uh, let's get down to business about Final Fantasy VII remake. You are pushing up right against the end of the game, as far as you know, uh, right?
1: <laughs> well, yes. I'm so if you're following OG Final Fantasy Seven, I'm basically headed to the Shinra HQ, which comes after Aerith is kidnapped when the Pillar falls. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely lots of things in between there to the break up those moments in the remake, obviously. But right now, I cleared up everything I needed to do. I got the warning message. I was like. Hey, if you have any business to take care of before you go to Shinra HQ, you should do it now. So I did. I have everything done that I could possibly do except for one side quest. Uh, I shouldn't say side quest, sorry. the Battle Intel. Sure. Um, the one battle intel is just master every magic materia, which is not happening anytime soon on regular game. You have to wait for New Game Plus to do that. So that's the only thing I have left to do. So I'm just going to do that New Game Plus. So I'm headed off and I'm going to go beat the game. Go but beat the game. It's my understanding there's tons more chapters still, so I'm sure it's not going to be over in like two hours, but I'm thinking it'll probably be over in the next 10 for sure. You're
0: planning to finish that up tonight, you think?
1: Yeah, maybe. I would really <laughs> be sad if I did because I like this is definitely the kind of game I want to put in 80 hours in minimum.
0: It's crazy because uh, your sentiment on that is kind of being echoed. Like I, I'm slow burning the game, as I do all games, uh, but uh, from a lot of people that I've heard that have gotten really into it whether they're Final Fantasy 7 fans or not just liking the pacing and everything like that 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 game can go 80 hours if it could somehow sustain that pace uh and it's crazy to think that they ever thought or anyone ever thought they'd be able to do something like this and encapsulate all the Final Fantasy 7 so it's the the bummer here is that the game is really good and you want to play more of it uh, like, as soon as I sat back, to, like, I had not played for four days prior to, pl- uh, playing last night, I am currently, uh, in Macro Reactor 5, I have set the charge, and Shinra has pulled the rug out under us, uh, and now we are dealing with, uh, uh, getting key cards to fuck up the Air Buster, or whatever it's called, uh, which, uh, as I'm looking at it, I'm like, what a big dumb robot that is, and then I remember, I'm like, no, you, you fight this thing in Macro Reactor 5 in the original game, shit, remember that thing stupid hover, hover ring. Yeah. They make
1: it a, they make it a whole thing in this game, which is pretty neat in concept.
0: Yeah. So like, uh, the, the game I can most compare it to, and I don't know if you played this game, but when it comes to the walking around, the way the, the action is paced in this game, for some reason, it keeps reminding me of order 1886 order 1886, which was that like steam. No, I know what, it,
1: I know yeah. what it is. I'm just
0: I don't know why, uh, just the the way the characters interact, the way it's, it's, I don't know why it does, but, uh, something I will say about Final Fantasy VII is it's, it's longer than, uh, seven hours. You're thinking 40 hours, uh, soup to nuts on this thing. Uh, Yeah, I'd I'd say
1: this is going to be tied up in a neat little bow around the 40 hour mark.
0: For sure. Let's, uh, so we've already kind of gotten into spoilery territory, but, uh, let's, let's dig into this game a little more, um. So so, where I'm at now, just getting the summoning kind of thing going in the bigger boss fights. I got the elemental materia, so uh, Tifa is lightning-punching people now, which is so satisfying. Also, playing as Tifa, last time we had talked, I had not yet uh, actually played as her. She's fantastic. She's a lot of fun. Holy She's smokes. the most
1: fun character in the game to play as, and I think I said that last time.
0: Yeah, and the the thing I keep thinking, too, maybe it's because I've been playing Phantasy Star online, too, and other MMOs, but... Uh, this battle system in like whatever comes after final fantasy 14 in t- in terms of an MMO if they do a battle system like this and vary up the characters and weapons and abilities uh like this obviously the pausing uh the tactical combat thing can't work in a multiplayer setting uh but it's fantastic the the foundation they have built here and i guess that's a good thing seeing as it might be another who knows how long before we get a second part of this if we even do uh and that that's kind of the sad part is it uh would be really neat to see them Elaborate on these characters and stories as they are in this game, uh, and continue all the way through Final Fantasy VII. I haven't even properly met Aerith yet. Uh, she was chased by Dementors, and that was kind of it. Uh, so after the Macroraptor five part is when uh, Cloud comes crashing down through her church or whatever. Uh, so I haven't even played as her yet. I hear she shoots lasers out of her staff.
1: Uh, kind of. Uh, I mean, you'll see when you get there. Obviously, man, how the do totally- to you?
0: How the fuck do you kind of shoot lasers out of your staff? No,
1: she just, like, does, like, (laughs) magic. She just shoots, like, magic out of her rod is all. You know what I mean? It's just like a... Oh, yeah. Just like a... (laughs) Like a fart, I guess. No, but, like, the whole point with Aerith, though, is that you're just doing that as a means to get your ATB to use magic, and then Aerith fucking smacks with her magic, man. Like, she crushes people. Um, That's another thing I should bring up about the game that you wouldn't have got into, but I have lots of Max now by this point. Um, and the effects and sounds they have for these materia is really impressive, and I don't say that very often for games, it's not something I go to my way to notice, um, but like using Kiraga with the magnifying materia, which is basically all materia, uh, and it makes this really loud, swishing, extravagant noise and great <laughs> green sound effect when it happens, and it's really awesome and satisfying. Uh, using the, the highly-leveled elemental materia gives off cool effects and stuff. Uh, I'm a big fan of that shit so far. In yeah. general, the materia matching, now that I'm very late in the game and everything, you can do some really cool shit. So, for right now, for example, with Cloud, I'm doing HP Azorb pay- paired with Deadly Dodge. So, every time I dodge an attack, I'm getting health back. Nice. It's just fucking awesome. Uh, Barrett has, like, five straight open materia slots. So, he has all my commands, like, steal, enemy skill... Uh, assess all that stuff, and then Tifa's my main spellcaster, mainly using healing spells and stuff like that. Um, and that's another thing I'm disappointed about, though, is I wish this game was fucking longer so I could get more material, I could do even cooler <laughs> shit. And it's like it's so disappointing that this game is going to end in 40 hours. Like I want more right now.
0: Like yeah, uh, someone, uh, someone that. Uh- uh, there's, there's a guy named Ben on the Giant Bomb website, and he's not a Final Fantasy fan. He had never played Seven, uh, and then he st- he got into this game. And when it ended, he's like, "There's a there's a fucking hole in my life. Like this game, it it, it burns so brightly and burns out so quickly. Unfortunately, like when it comes yes. to a JRPG like this, you want yes, yeah. Uh, like, but hey, you gotta you know what? Uh, appreciate the time you have with it. Get some New Game Plus in, uh, and you know. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just
1: like It's like when Square finally fucking hits it on the head Not only are they short copies Because of all this shit going on in the world But also, it's like It's not the 80 hours some people thought it was going to be Like, yeah. that's fucking generous as shit If someone was said this game is Like, even 60 hours If someone said this game is 60 hours long I'd be like, that's incredibly generous Of you to give it that I'm very Um,
0: curious, like, obviously they have battle arena stuff they can do, uh, they can add side quests, but they, they do have a pretty prominent DLC thing on the menu, so I'm very curious what, what that will be. I know they've, they've done some, like, cosmetic stuff or, or some, like, whatever related stuff. I haven't heard anything about gameplay related or hour lengthening, uh, DLC yet out of them, so who knows what they have planned for that damn thing.
1: Yeah, um... DLC, they, they they couldn't do anything that takes place after the game because that leaves the potential for people to not have played that part before the second game, right?
0: Well, it, it uh, would just be an expansion. It would be, like, but they've never talked about doing this. They've always talked about the Final Fantasy thirteen model where, no, it'll be a separate full release game coming this many years later. Never that it would be episodic that at some point, hey, uh, here's here's remake part two. Download it now for 40 bucks. Get the season pass. We're taking you all the way to Juno. I don't Like, whatever it no, is. No, no, they're not doing
1: uh, that. No. Um, yeah. No, I'm just saying that they wouldn't do that. They would never do that. Um, yeah, it's... <laughs> it just sucks because I get this really horrible feeling that we're not going to get the other parts at all. <laughs> um, and... Like, (laughs) we're not going to get the other parts, and it's going to be the... It's going to be the crazy... might be the most interesting, like, game release of all time, if you look at it in many aspects, okay? So it's one of the most anticipated game remakes of all time, based on one of the most highly touted and beloved video games of all time. It's been memed to death that this game's never going to be remade, and then it finally is, and it's after, like, ten painstakingly long years and very frustrating developmentally for Square Enix with titles like Final Fantasy XIII, critically at least, uh, Final Fantasy XV, Kingdom Hearts III, and all these other games that have you know they haven't been bad per se, but people haven't liked them. Then they finally released this. They finally fucking got all their their beloved fan base back. They're like, yeah, we did it. Except we have a third of the copies. And that's what, yeah, and that's what ruined our business and shut us down after we finally released like some of our best work in like the last couple decades. Um, yeah, it'd be the most interesting gaming story, like one of them
0: ever. This is this is how people feel about Half Life Two, right? Like they they Steam kept touting it as an episodic thing. They released Orange Box. They released Episode Two with that. Uh, And it's like, okay, where do we go next? And nothing. Nothing for over 10 years now uh, on that front. Now they've done a VR game. They've done Half-Life Alex, which is a prequel. So these things do happen. Uh, Indie games, of course, it happens too. If if you're doing an episodic model, if the bottom falls out of your business or whatever, it's going to happen. There's other things where episodic games are terminated just based on how poorly they're received that is not the case here this game is receiving tens and stuff across the board so hopefully square finds it in their hearts to Mm. already be working on another part of this remake uh but but you know like i'd say all
1: their chips are on the table for this remake then doesn't it have to be
0: uh like so, so for me and you we're like hey if it's 2 years from now if you're t- telling me 2023 on the PS5 I'll get to play the second part of this and pay 79.99 that's fine for me and you there's a lot of people out there that were sold a Final Fantasy remake for 79.99 if they have to hear they have to pay 79.99 again for another 40 hours of content covering another 3 hours of the original game's content I don't know how that starts to get received. You start seeing things like review bombs on, uh, Resident Evil 3. It's like, oh, the, the remake is, is too similar to the remake you just released last year and you left out A, Y, and Z and you turned her skirt into shorts and now we're review bombing you and we hate you again. But then you announce that Resident Evil 4 is being remade and we're all back on board and we want to they know did? We pre-order it. Uh, yes. Final Fantasy, sorry, uh, Resident Evil 4 will be remade on the next gen consoles.
1: Oh shit. <laughs>
0: I've always said uh, it would be great if that was a first-person remake because technically all these other remakes are based on Resident Evil 4. They're based on the oh, the behind-the-back perspective of that game and the action uh, that was refined in 5 and 6. But this like 2 and 3 remake are really based on the, the pivot in Resident Evil based on that. So... Uh, let's wrap up Final Fantasy 7 for now. You're probably going to wrap it up for good uh, this weekend. I'm gonna yes. see, you know, uh, I'm at least going to try to make it to Wall Market, because I heard there's some uh, special things there waiting for me. It's
1: it's the best part of the game, easily. Like, it's fucking fantastic. Does it have
0: the music? The din, 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 din,
1: din, din. It has all the songs din, you could possibly din, din, want, but yes. Uh, yeah so the soundtrack in
0: Final fantasy oh, fantastic so like
1: uh, on, i'm just gonna give you a heads up right now so on your way to wall market you're gonna go through like a quick very quick like little dungeon um sure. and that that has some of the classic wall market theme but it has its own custom theme too and it oh fuck, absolute bangers gets you right in the mood <laughs> for some wall market shenanigans
0: Uh, performances, like the, the character performances, playing with English, uh, dubs on instead of Japanese, which is an option. Uh, if you, if you find the voices too cringy, uh, everybody's like fine. Wedge is a bit of a, uh, he's just written so, yeah, he's written so dumb compared to the other characters. Pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's, he's bad. Uh, there's, I was laughing, uh, because there's the part where you go to Jesse's house on top of the plate there. We're still in spoiler territory, by the way. And, uh, Cloud's got to sneak in the back door. Uh, and get- <laughs> Wedge is just like pizza pizza <laughs> uh, so you you sneak in the back and uh, Jesse's dad who works for Shinra has mi- uh, Mako pro- uh, poisoning and they, they foreshadow the Mako poisoning here with this moment and they also have the guy who's in the motel room next to you uh, that's repeating Reunion over and over again. And as far as I know, both of those things are not in the original game. It's been a while, but I don't remember any of that shit.
1: No, the, well, <clears throat> yes and no. So in the original game, no, the you don't hear of Mako Poison until really Cloud gets it. Cloud's been Mako poisoned twice, canonically, actually. He's had bad luck. Um, so that part's original. As far as the other guy goes, as everybody knows, he is a Sephiroth clone. Um, in the original game, there was a guy in Sector 6 who was hinted to be a Sephiroth clone, but he wasn't fully cloaked in the black garb yet. Interesting. But he did have the tattoo. And that's also fun fact where that's the guy that Aerith, with the infamous translation, Aerith, this guy are sick, that's the guy she's talking about.
0: Interesting. And what,
1: when you go into his little room there, he just goes, uh, and that's it. And then when you come back later, some, uh, you just ask around, and this person's just like, Oh yeah, that guy left a while ago. He kept muttering something about a reunion. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so no, that part is not. Uh, that part is not original. Uh, there is definitely, even if it was a lot more subtle, there was uh, definitely foreshadowing of the reunion Sephiroth clones before you saw the first ones in Nibelheim.
0: Yeah, Final Fantasy Remake Part Four. Look forward to it. We're, we're, get, we're getting there, boys. Man, uh, and we're, we're... going to be like eight fucking parts by this rate. <laughs> well, well, that was always the joke, right? It's just like, at this rate, it's going to be ten games. What the fuck do they cut and when? Uh, working our way backwards through what I played as a the plot, there's the whole Roche thing, and then there's the motorcycle segment. That part was so fun. Yeah, that was great. Oh, um, yeah, love that. Just like chopping dudes up, so it's like it's part of the the whole presentation: the music, the sound effects, chopping dudes up on a motorcycle. From a gameplay point of view, it's not too complex, uh, but But goddamn, if it isn't fun! And that's the point. Uh, When you plug in this game, if you're feeling like ah, the days beat you down, uh, you're working or you're not, the world's fucked up. When you log into this thing and you start throwing fists around as Tifa, you're like, "Uh, I'm having fun just battling. If there's, I'll go out of my way to pick a fight with some wear rats. Just to hear that, that crunch of the elemental material, uh, material on these fucking things' faces. Uh, so Final Fantasy VII Remake, we're both uh, big fans. You're going to get back to Persona at some point here, right?
1: Well, I probably, after I'm done this game, I'll probably just go right back to Persona, I guess. I or may, might as well. I mean, yeah, <laughs> or I, I'll think about doing New Game Plus on, uh, or I guess the chapter select on seven because it's just generally fun
0: get whatever you missed. Uh, then there was also, uh, in animal crossing, I've hit five stars in our village. Uh, very, a lot of accolades. Uh, Isabel's very happy. She gave us the golden watering can, do it yourself recipe. So the town's looking good. Everybody's loving it. Uh, Animal Crossing, 400 hours more, please. Uh, how, <laughs> how's Animal Crossing going in your boat? I know someone's playing it over there.
1: Uh, yes, my girlfriend is playing it. Uh, she's been at family for the last couple of days, just visiting, because she's bored as fuck at home. Sure. Um, so I have no idea how she's doing in that. I assume good. I don't know anything about Animal Crossing, so I don't ask a lot. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't
0: care. But uh, what, what am I supposed to say? Like, hey, how's your trees doing? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you finally have a context to say that, and you're passing it up. Uh, so if there's nothing else for the what you've been playing, let's talk about a little news here, and we'll, we'll kind of just go home on the show today, just to put something out there. Uh, Reed, did you ever play Fallout 76? No. Uh, did you have, As someone who's played a lot of uh, the other Fallout games in the series, Fallout, uh, you, you had no interest, or you heard it was shit, and you, you, you left town, or what's the... Uh, i well, don't like man we're talking about new
1: vegas right now so if anybody knows i'm i love new vegas fallout 4 is the skyrim of fallouts uh it's gotten rid of most of what i liked about fallout um except the weapon customization which i think is the best part of a fallout 4 new vegas is just a continuation of fallout 4 i don't want any of that i'm fine uh
0: you, you mean 76 76 yes yeah. sorry Uh, So, yeah, so systematically it is 76. Of course, you still have the crafting and the customization there, but it is now gated behind literally unlocking plans to be able to make things, on top of uh, things taking that many more materials as you're playing with other players. So, there is a level of, you need to earn this, you don't just get this like you would have maybe in 4. So, it's not necessarily a game about making your own fun in the same way that 4 is with mods and stuff, but... Uh, This week they released a huge DLC pack. It's completely free. It's called Wastelanders. uh, And that's bringing NPCs to the game, boys. It's fucking insane still that they thought that they had to include no NPCs in this game. Uh, I don't know what the design decisions were around that. There are are some characters you come across, uh, like merchants, robots. Uh, A lot of the storytelling and the quests are done uh, through the environment, either through terminals or things you are finding. Uh, And that's fine, and there's a place for that in Fallout, and I've had plenty of fun with Fallout 76, just playing with a buddy and just kind of slowly creeping our way around the map, kind of seeing what the map has in store. Because in terms of a map, uh, it's maybe one of the better Fallout maps. It's got a lot of diversity, there's a lot of cool areas, they've designed a ton of new uh, creatures and monsters for this game, but the whole thing is is kind of directionless. It is a make-your-own-fun, you know, you decide where your camp is, you decide what quests you do, and there's nothing really pushing you to do any of that. Now there's uh, some narrative quests being added, there are literal towns added to the game with NPCs, there are dialogue trees, so it is much more uh, close to what you would expect a Fallout MMO maybe to be. Um, That comes with its own quirks too, there are obviously areas in the game that are now instanced like an MMO, so a story mode uh, might have you busting into a garage to kill some raiders. Uh, that will be just you and your party experiencing that. So you won't have other players dropping in on, on those story moments. Maybe that was the thing that they were hung up on when this game came out in terms of doing story stuff like this. Uh, but it's in there now. So uh, they, they did do combat raids like most MMOs would have. Those kind of fell flat. Uh, some of the PvP stuff they've put out is just kind of falling on death ears. Is not what people want out of this game. But for the most part, the fans who have stuck with that seem to be pretty happy with Wastelanders because let's be honest, it's the first uh, bit of new content they've had in a year. Uh, but as as far as bringing in new new players, I don't know. I still have the game. I don't know if I'm going to restall all hundred gigs of it uh, to jump into kind of a big ask. Um, but cool, all the same. Free content is free content, and uh, boy, can people use that this time uh, this time of year here. <laughs> uh, so you may may have or may not have heard uh, that NASCAR and like Formula One and stuff like that, they've moved their sport into video games. Oh. Uh, so they have, they're like recreating races with the actual race car drivers playing the game instead, what? uh, moving, moving, yeah, moving a is lot of a these f-
1: apps. At- like they're not actually winning championships and shit based off this.
0: No, I don't think money is being, uh, <laughs> this is something they're doing. I don't know that. Just I mean, like for spon- fun. I mean, the sponsorships and stuff still count, right? If they're broadcasting this. Uh, so basically the world of uh, professional racing has gone to the world of esports, Uh, and with all the fun stuff that that comes with. Uh, as always, we always talk about, could you imagine being 16 years old and your parents are like, stop playing video games, get a real job, it's never going to amount to anything, and you're like, oh, I'm a Twitch partner now and I've uh, I've just made a million dollars, mom and dad. Uh, your dad's jaw's on the floor, uh, your mom's crying, and then a week later, you cannot stop yourself from using racial slurs online and you lose your sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any more disappointed dad uh than that scenario but uh yesterday yesterday evening as of a few days ago professional nascar racer kyle larson used the n-word during an event hosted by prominent uh simulation esports league i-racing uh and broadcast on twitch uh and com. so this is an officially nascar thing uh basically he didn't know he was live and just started using the n-word <laughs> just well, on a live like, stream ca- like just casually like casually, like he wasn't necessarily calling anybody it. He just, maybe it's a word he uses in his everyday life. Uh, because let's be uh, honest here, NASCAR racing, whole thing of Mountain Dew. Yeah, uh, fucking turning left. <laughs> uh, so I, I, that's just, you can't, you, your whole career depends on you. Hey, maybe just don't use, uh, use racial slurs and I'll extend it to your everyday life. Maybe not just professional. Maybe you just cut those words out altogether. There's no need <laughs> to use them. Especially if you may or may not be on TV. But especially. (laughs) Anyways, uh, have you heard of this Cooking Mama Cookstar controversy? Uh, no. Why? Not at all? Okay, so there's a new Cooking Mama game on the Switch. And as far as anyone was concerned, when Majesco went under Cooking Mama was done, a IP holder called Office Create Corp picked this game up. And I don't know if they were the ones who were in charge of Sweet Shop being made on the 3DS. But nonetheless... Here we are, let's cash in on some sho- shovelware on the Switch. We have Cooking Mama, Cookstar, Planet Entertainment uh, picked this one up, and they're a s- small, you know, publisher. Uh, they developed this game alongside the IP holder. At a certain point, they wanted to put things in this game that the IP holder wasn't okay with, and they kind of parted ways at that point. However, uh, Planet Entertainment is looking at it legally, and they're like, there's no reason we can't release this game. It's our game, we finished it, let's put it out. So they put out this game, and a couple weekends ago, uh people are realizing, hey, it's 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 like superheating overheating switches and like kinda of digging into it a bit. And whether true or not, it's still kind of speculated, there may be some back-end Bitcoin mining put into the software <laughs> and the and the uh the story went basically that Planet Entertainment had released allegedly a Bitcoin miner behind this fake cooking mama game. Uh, that once you you download the game or whatever, it is connected to the internet. It is using the processing power of your Switch, whether you're playing the game or not, to uh, harvest Bitcoin for presumably Planet Entertainment. I don't know what became of that, but this game got pulled from the eShop. They are not printing any more copies of it, so there's probably an ongoing investigation. And on top of that, IP holder Office Create Core uh, is now like, hey, you're dragging the good name of Cooking Mama through the dust, and uh, we want to sue you now. So it's a... It's a whole thing. Uh, you can read more about that online. Uh, maybe for the time being, don't uh, download or play the Cooking Mama game for the Switch, if you nope. can even find it, because this thing is now uh, skyrocketed to 100-plus US dollars on uh, most auction sites. Uh, as it is, <laughs> it, Well, now it's just a rare thing for collectors, right? It's this I fake, guess so, yeah. Presumably fake Cooking Mama game. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. That's fucking crazy. Yep. Um, report says, Sony will be making fewer PS5s and is struggling... Uh, with the price <laughs> company plans five to six million units sold 7.5 million ps4s in its first six months so they are looking at a deficit however uh if this console is 600 plus dollars then Woo! six million uh, well who knows right then six million dollars is uh, six million co- units sorry it is wishful uh, is maybe, thinking is is not yeah is not cra- is not crazy um there's there's a lot of weird stuff going on right now in terms of like cyberpunk right so that game's coming out in september now which is pushing up against you know within a couple months of these new consoles coming out they have announced that on the xbox if you buy the xbox one version and eventually get the new xbox yeah we talked about this before i think yeah you you get upgraded for free but there's no communication out of sony on that would if it's backwards compatible would you just play your ps4 version there be some kind of up up grade road apparently CD Project Red has kind of said uh, it's not up to us obviously it's up to Sony and whether or not they want you to have to buy the game again or we'll be offering something so a lot of uh, questions in the air right now hopefully and thinking, uh, the
1: PlayStation 5 doesn't sound like a fucking jet engine like my PlayStation 4 Pro does so you On got one of the bef- before that
0: they, uh, they improved the fan on the pros in later models. I have one of the later ones that's a little quieter, but my original PlayStation 4 sounds like a fucking jet's taken off. Like- yeah,
1: no, if I play Warzone or, uh, like, okay, f- quick little dumb thing. So for Call of Duty, the, the lobbies just before hanging in a match are so highly detailed and such a high resolution that if I hang out in it for too long with the pro it gets too loud and then i get a uh, your console's too hot air message and it shuts off my console i have to i have to that go sucks. into i have to go into edit loadouts and zoom in on one of my guns because there's not as much focus there and it calms my <laughs> ps4 down enough that i can get into a match
0: <laughs> that that doesn't sound good you got that thing like closed off with no uh no, no it's, it's not
1: it's not a problem with my ps4 exclusively this was a problem happening with a lot of people they fixed it recently so like i it doesn't happen anymore
0: that's fucking crazy
1: but no but it's still yes final fantasy 7 remake and warzone make my ps4 sound like like it's just like dying like it you- goes way too loud i've cleaned out the top of it i took out the top and cleaned out everything with q-tips i i put a i put a fucking room fan behind my ps4 so it gets cool air going (laughs) like i don't know what else i'm supposed to do i'm just waiting for the ps5 to come out so i don't have to hear it here
0: first call of duty warzone mining bitcoin overheating (laughs)
1: ps4 yes there's there's certain games out there's certain games where i have to play with a headset on or i won't be able to hear the tv easily otherwise the tv will be too loud like, doom, it, fucking, doom, it, Crazy. doom, Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, on Warzone or must play with headphones on because I can't hear dick.
0: Well, it sounds like you need a new PlayStation.
1: I know. I think I play it too much, probably. Uh, I happened. mean,
0: if anyone, it's you. <laughs> yes. Uh, one last new story this week is we're pushing up against, uh, which is also the expression of the podcast, pushing up against uh, the 30 minute mark here. Uh, Jason Schreier of Kotaku. Uh, will be leaving Kotaku, citing uh, that their uh, parent company, Geo Media, is uh, the primary reason, as their shitheads uh, and that's the whole you can go into the whole gawker thing. Uh but when I when I hear gaming journalist, very few names or, or people come to mind. Uh Jason Shrier, Stry- Schreier, sorry, uh, I've been reading this guy's this guy's stories for years and years and years. He does the digging, he doesn't care what bridges he's burning, he's reporting the goddamn story. Oh he's uh, he's it's like had a TV lots shot. to say he about playing pitchard and he what's care, going on no. over at two uh, K. <laughs> He doesn't care uh, and about stuff recently. Uh He's great. I don't know where he's going to end up, but uh, I will be r- hopefully reading his stories for years to come. All the best. Uh, can of Coke to that guy. So there we go. That's it. That's the show, Reed, unless you had anything else to uh, to interject. Uh,
1: nothing that I can think about right now. I think that's more or less it.
0: Just like getting lunch started over there. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was bringing down a pan. <laughs> yeah, all right. That's fine. Uh, so for myself and Farid, thank you all for listening to the Public Beta Podcast. We'll be back in some form with this show next week. Whether or not we talk about New Vegas, we will discuss. Uh, you can look for me and my wife on, uh, Sultans of Slam, holding down the fort. Uh, I'll, I will quickly review AEW from this past week, including Moxley and Hagar, as well as another episode of The Big Show Show. Oh, yeah, did that, did that
1: match suck between Moxley and Hagar?
0: I have heard it went way too long for what those two guys can offer in a match. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, which... It, it, uh, Maybe it should have been more of an explosive 10-15 minute ordeal, but if they went 25 minutes, that's, that's too long for a Jake Hagar match. Oh, uh, yeah. you, you've, you've built him up, but don't expose him by making him wrestle for too long. Nope. and uh, That sounds shitty, but it's, you, you work with what you got. Uh, yes, and then of course uh, the extensive WWE layoffs, we can talk about that as well on Sultans of Slam, so look for that over the weekend. Uh, that's going to be the show for this week. Stay safe out there, people. Thank you for signing up, and we'll talk to you again next week.